You're listening to Rooted and Overflowing. Rest is commonly defined as the cessation or pause of activity, which allows us to recharge and revitalize ourselves. Rest is essential for our overall well-being and functioning, and when we don't get enough of it, it can affect our quality of life. Research from sleephealthfoundation.org presents that one of the most common reasons why we don't get enough sleep is that we take it for granted. We underestimate the importance of giving our bodies a chance to recharge itself on a nightly basis, and even more so during the day with a nap or just time to shut down for a short while. Instead, we are content to push our bodies over the limit. Genesis 2 verses 2 through 3 says, By the seventh day, God completed his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, for on it he rested from his work of creation. You probably know where I'm going next. If God, who is the creator and ruler of all things, declared a full day to be holy and set aside so that he could rest, why do we think that we don't have to rest, or better yet, deserve to rest? Our rest is not a reward for good behavior. It's an absolute necessity so that we can function and function effectively. For today's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Delanda Adams, founder of The Resting Place. I call Delanda the queen of rest because when you go to her website and experience the resources that are available, you quickly see she understands her assignment. Delanda is warm, funny, full of God's peace, and overflowing with God's wisdom and truth. She courageously leads women to cut through the noise from society and our personal excuses to help us get to a quiet place where we can rest our bodies and rest our souls in the presence of God. Listen in. Delanda, welcome to Rooted and Overflowing. Hello, I'm so happy to be here today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I am happy to have you. And I do want to let you know, when I was preparing for our time together, I deemed you the queen of rest. (laughs) (laughs) You are the queen of rest. Um, Because I remember, I remember when we met, I think at Mm -hmm. the time I was working life insurance and commuting um, about an hour each way. I remember. I dialed into one of your prayer calls, and that was during the rig days, women resting in God's grace. (laughs) And uh, we talked then, uh, just, you know, every once in a while over the Mm -hmm. years, and you've given me some opportunities with your ministry to write, and I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And so now the ministry is the resting place. (laughs) Yes, yes. So from the queen of rest, we are going to hear about the importance of rest. And I'm excited about it. Um, So tell me, how did rest even become the cornerstone of your ministry? Oh, my goodness. You know... I I feel like I'm like, Lord, how, how did you trick me into this, Jesus? <laughs> um, but 
there there was a time that I was truly in a frustrated place mm-hmm. in doing ministry. And I was actually looking for a place where I can get encouragement. I was looking for a place to be refilled and refreshed. And I was looking for another ministry that would give that to me. And what better way I I was looking for women that wanted to do retreats and, or that went on retreats perhaps. And I looked and I searched and I came up with nothing. Mm -hmm. And so I remember my, my story. I remember sitting in that, uh, carport that no car not carport carpool line mm-hmm. at my kids school and I was journaling because I, I would use that time for journaling and I was just like asking the Lord like Lord I just don't understand like I had I can't find a place and I'm really struggling and in that moment the Lord was like I'm calling you to create that place and I was like Oh no, Mm-mm. you got the wrong person because I don't want to start nothing else. Do you hear me, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to start anything. I want to go to something. But of course, I I obeyed. And when I first started, it was, of course, what you came into, which was rig, women resting in God's grace. And uh, that was, I was truly, it was still about rest. But I was uh, more focused on God's, just God's amazing grace, that his grace is sufficient in our lives. However, as I began to walk in it, I believe the Lord used that as a luncheon place for me to really get into rest. Because see, I didn't know what I was getting into with grace either. I thought that when I was going to be talking about grace, everybody was going to be excited. But then I still felt like the pullback for grace. And it's like, God said, he said, Delanda, my grace is offensive to many because too many is too good to be true. So it becomes, I was like, oh, okay. And as I began to go further in the grace wall and it kind of like switch to rest so the lord know how to do stuff yes so easily like it just kind of leaned on over into rest because he said you gotta rest first before you flow into my grace before before you get into the grace but even with that before that it seemed like i just kept running into people or running into women that were just worn out that were exhausted, that were burnt out. And so I thought of these retreats when, even when I was doing rig, I thought of a retreat that what if there was a retreat and we just really rested? Like there wasn't no big old, there wasn't no church service because you have a church to go to. Right, right. <laughs> Where you can go to church. You got a whole church to go to. That's right. It wasn't no, no, church services one no long drawn out sermons or nothing like that you came you got some encouragement you got some support uh-huh. but you really spent time resting weren't, weren't no big agenda wasn't all of these um breakout sessions and things like that it wasn't none of that we just truly came and rested and I was like could I really do that like can I really do that 
And I was like, yeah. And so I was so afraid on the first rest retreat because I really tried to put all kind of stuff in there. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we're going to do some arts and crafts over here. <laughs> we're going to do some of this over here. Oh, they going to love this. We're going to do this activity right here. And Laura said, well, what are, what the rest at? Well, where, where's the rest? And I was like, oh, but I don't want them to come and think that they didn't do anything. Because I knew that that's what women were, was, was used to when they went to retreats. They were used to doing one thing after another and then actually being exhausted from the retreat and needed a retreat after the retreat. And so my idea was that when you left, it wasn't that you were exhausted from it, but you were encouraged to make, to take this time out for yourself when you left like this is not the end of this you you're not waiting until the next one come around you're going to take time out for yourself all the time you're going to be living in a state of rest you're going to be living with a, a, the mind of rest and so um I took it all away as scared as I was I took all this stuff out and I just, I just let it be. I let, I let God take care of it. And it was the most beautiful first overnight retreat we had. And I, I did tell the women, I said, y'all, I was going to have a whole thing planned for y'all with all these activities. And they was like, one woman said, I'm glad you didn't do that. Cause I hate arts and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> and I, love and I it. said, Oh, dodge the bullet on that. Um, but I know that when God called me to do this, I have not been without meeting people. It's like, you know, when God calls you to something, you're going to mm-hmm. meet people who need to be rooted and overflowing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm meeting people all the time because I got the answer. It, yeah. it, 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 it's no rocket scientist. If they coming to me, oh, Lord, I know, I know they're going to need some rest. I know they're going to need to hear the rest message. And Uh so that's what I get. And I remember I knew God confirmed it. I was, um, we were invited to a church and there was a a guy there. I didn't know the guy from a can of paint. And before he, we left there and I was just entering into this, this new rest thing. He said, Delanda, he said, God wants you to know that you he he doesn't want you lunching from a place of hurry and striving. He said, but he wants you to launch from a place of rest. And I was like, what? And you know, and even at the time, I didn't know what that meant. Cause I was just starting in this thing and I too needed to learn how to rest more. And the Lord had to show me like places areas times that I did rest like what rest looked like that I didn't necessarily use the word rest but but what it looked like in times past and so I had to start learning okay how how am I resting in God in every area of my life still you know still got some things to to work on but I had to truly learn like what does that launching from a place of rest look like I remember going to some type of networking event. It was a different thing. I didn't want to go. 
but because it was way on way on the other side of town it was in five o'clock traffic and oh. i'm like who has a networking event at six o'clock i gotta get it all the way over to the other side of town <laughs> in five o'clock traffic but i just felt like that i needed to press on and go so i went and this was before i really got heavy into talking about rest and the lord was like when you get in there I didn't know what this networking event was going to be like, because really I don't attend a lot of a networking events. So this was, I can probably count this one on one hand of how many I've been to. And so um, the Lord said, when you get in, I want you to talk about nothing but rest. And I was like, what? And so when I'm telling you, when I got in there, the Lord allowed me to see how badly rest was needed. The network was set up. It was really interesting. I loved it. It was set up in little stations. So they tried to do what they considered true networking for you to get to know people and things like that. So you sat at a table and you went through flashcard asking different questions about getting to know you. And every time I answer, I said something about rest. Every time there was a girl sitting across from me Every time I mention rest, it's like her body relaxed. It's like just her body would relax. And she was like, oh, I just need that so much. Like, I really need that. And so I went to the, when we got to one of the stations about Target, Target audience, stuff like that. And um, one of the things that the coach had asked, she said, we want to know what you have learned about each other in your particular group so far so they we all went around the thing and so when it got to me like okay what do you know about the londa rest and it clicked that's why you wanted me to do this and then the girl's like i gotta get to on those rest retreats because it sounds like something that i just really need and so when i could say anything i could say sabbath I can say, you know, nap. I can say, you know, just trust in God. I can say all of those words. But there is something about the word rest because it is what the soul is craving. It is what our soul is craving. And when that soul soul hears rest, there is a sense of, of peace and calmness that comes over people people that they know they need and they don't have so that is how I just just got flowing yes <laughs> yes well I would really love to hear if you're talking about the soul needing rest mm-hmm. um I'd love to hear your thoughts on spiritual rest and physical rest and you mm-hmm. know how do those work you know, for us and against us, or how do those work? Right. So we need both. <laughs> yes. We need the spiritual rest and we need the the physical rest. I always tell people that um, I'm all about a good nap. I love me some naps. <laughs> my, my husband said he's going to call me the nap. He said, you should name yourself the nap queen. <laughs> <laughs> Because look, I ain't afraid to take no naps. I'm not going to feel guilty because I know what I need. And when I'm finished with one half of the day, I need to 
I need to fill up. And so that my filling up for the rest of my evening means I I go in and get me a little nap in and then I can kind of do the the other half. <laughs> that's that's how I work over here. And so um and I even look at Elijah when Elijah was running cuz it was on his tail and his I say his prescription was a, a nap and some food. He needed physical rest. And God knows that we need that. His word even says they were coming and going and didn't even have time to eat. And when I looked up that, like we can look at eat as in they didn't even have time to look in their Bibles. They didn't have time to read. But when you look up eat, like it actually just means eat food. It's not even talking about a spiritual eat. It's talking about they did not have time to put a piece of pork chop in their mouth. Look at that. (laughs) And if you think about it, we do the same thing. We'll sit here and work, get to running and get to working all day. And then around three o'clock, we talk about, I ate or or drank a sip of water. Yeah. Yeah. You're (laughs) right. (laughs) <laughs> and so we'll get to that. And then we wonder why we're consistently, constantly tired. And, oh, I mean, we, I mean, we ain't getting nothing. We, we probably just go and, and, and eat the sandwich and go back to, you know, hustling away or whatever we're doing. And so that, that, that spiritual, so we do need that. So we don't want to leave out the physical rest. Because we need that. We need that. And I call the physical rest. That can even be self-care. You know, you need the nap. I love me, my self-care. I love me some massages. Give me a massage uh, next week uh, and massage and and facial. So (laughs) I try to get them on a regular basis. So getting that, whether, whether yours is, you know, hike. Some people like hiking. And, you know, clearing their mind, like taking walks or just, you know, having a sit down on a porch, just doing, doing nothing, sitting down, doing nothing, just resting from not going and coming, not doing stuff. And so when we get to that spiritual rest, this is the, this is the one, some of us, now, a lot of folks can do self-care real good. <laughs> we can go out there and take all the naps and get all the massages and get the toes and the nails done and all of that done. But what the thing that we are uh, negating the most is the soul rest. And so, and we mostly talk about uh, I mostly talk about the soul rest because a lot of time now we now some of us we still got a problem with the physical rest, so we still put that aspect in as well. But the most thing that sometimes even after because you can have a massage, you can have a nap, and and you're still full of unrest, you're still full of worry, you're still full of turmoil, you're still full of heaviness and and you're burdened with a whole lot of stuff. And it's because your soul is craving rest, is craving God's, is is craving that, that flow of God's grace, sustaining flow of God's grace in your life. And I always tell people that you know, because somebody somebody asked me a question once, which was a really good question. 
because she wanted to make sure I went off to the left somewhere. She was like, <laughs> now, Delana, now are you saying that God's grace to stop tonight? I said, no, God's grace don't never stop. His grace is always there, but we can restrict the flow in our life if we're, if we are not resting. If we don't keep ourselves in a constant state of rest, because if I go out there and turn on the, I, I call it the hose pipe, the, the, <laughs> the water, the water outside. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Coming out of the, the hose. And um, if I turn it on, that is, that is a continuous flow of water. What can I do? I, I can do some things to restrict the flow. I can bend it. Soon as I bend it, that water ain't coming out flowing like it be spurting and all that stuff so I'm not getting it's not the grass is not going to get like that lavish flow it's not going to get the lavishness of the flow of the water so when we are not resting we ain't experienced the lavishness (laughs) of the grace of God we getting a trickle and we seem like why why can't seem to it always seems to to look like it's coming, but something ain't, it always look like it seemed like it's going to happen, but then it stopped. That's because you're not experienced the, the lavish flow of the grace because you're, are not, you are not uh, letting yourself stay in a place of rest in God's presence, you know, doing, obeying his word, making sure that you are uh, worshiping, praising him and good and bad. You know, that's how we we stay in rest. We keep our mind in a state of rest and in a state of peace and joy so that we can experience that. Because if we off over here, over in worry and burdensome and toil and 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 holding on to the yokes of the world, the, the flow over here, you ain't getting it. You ain't in it. It's still flowing now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It is still flowing, but you ain't experiencing the flow because you over here and worry and burdens ain't in the flow of grace. It's outside of that flow. So, uh, so yeah. And so a lot of times we no, not a lot of times we always need rest for our soul. And that includes everything about our soul. You know, our soul is our our will, our emotions, our passions, desires, uh, our character, all of that. And so we need rest for, that means that God wants to bring peace to every area in our soul so that we can experience, you know, healing, uh, provision, deliverance, all of that, that our soul needs and, and is craving for. And until we can, until we do, what the Lord has commanded, because when I looked that up, he was says, come to me. That's a command. That is not an option. He said, come to me, all you who labor, who, who labor me. That's it. <laughs> who have, who haven't laid me? <laughs> he said, come to me, find rest. You're going to, and I'm, I'm giving you rest. So he's telling me the only way you're going to find rest is in me. You're not going to find rest outside of nothing else because I am rest. He, he is rest. So we're not going to find it apart from him. So if we're not continuously coming to him, if we're not continuously 
obeying his word, when we come, when we come out of prayer, when we come out of journaling, when we come out of worship, when we come out of praise, if we're not really living up to his word, we still not going to experience rest. Amen. Those things distract us. Mm-hmm. Those things distract us. Right. And we're, dis- we're distracted by the hustle. We're distracted yes. by the bustle. Mm-hmm. We're distracted by those things that, that keep us up at night. Bills, not enough money, turmoil, mm-hmm. all of that, you mm-hmm. know, that you just talked about. It's, we're just distracted by it. Mm-hmm. God's grace is flowing. Right. It's flowing. <laughs> We're not receiving the benefit of it. Right. Just little splashes here little and there. Splashes. So if we want that lavish, I love that. I love mm-hmm. how you explain that, that, you know, the lavishness of his mm-hmm. grace, yes. you know, and everything that he has to offer is there, but mm-hmm. are we going to be next to it or are we going to get under the flow? Right. <laughs> It ain't never God's fault. So if it ain't never God's fault, we got to go look in the mirror. (laughs) That's exactly right. With the pandemic, Mm -hmm. that turned our world upside down. Did we rest during the pandemic? What have you seen during your ministry experience? How was rest for us during the pandemic? My Lord, you know... I don't think, I'm not going to say everybody didn't rest, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm a 98%. <laughs> um, a lot of people did not rest. We became, because here's the thing, when you are in rest, that means that you are experiencing peace, that you are at a place of rest. So even if you said that you were trying to rest mm-hmm. you were still in a state of fear you were still in a state of uh just being frazzled all the time so that's not rest in itself mm-hmm. and then we have the thing where when everything went online there was this pivot that everybody was trying to uh chase So we were trying to, we were chasing the pivot and trying to figure out how we can hold on to to what we had on the outside. How are we going to hold on to it all? How are we going to do this virtually? And then the hustle became the Zoom. Yeah. (laughs) The hustle, the, the hustle became the Zoom. People were, people were Zoomed out trying to go from one Zoom to the next. Like, I couldn't even, like, I thought my eyes was crossed at one time, like, going from one to the next. And I had to make a plan. And I'm like, okay, you're not going to be doing all this. You, you know what? Everything, everything online. So that means that you're trying, everybody's trying to connect more online. Everybody's trying to do all these things. And in order to not focus on what many thought was bad and good and oppressive about the pandemic, we we went and spent and wasted idle time on social media. And we're still doing it. I mean, we, we wasted it before the pandemic, but we wasted it even more. It got worse yeah. in the pandemic. And so, no, there wasn't rest. I, I had to make sure that, okay, okay, let's see how I'm going to pull away from this and make a plan. Because what I'm not going to do, 
they ain't going to be on the 5,000 Zooms a week. And what I'm not going to do, I'm not going to get into all these groups. So I started deleting myself from groups. I was like, in order to keep my sanity, yeah, I'm going to do uh, something that I like, which is hobby. So I joined an arts and crafts group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if I didn't do one arts and crafts, I love looking at the creations that other folks was making. Yes. So yes. that was kind of a, a rest thing for me. Like I can just go in there and look at what people are making, mm-hmm. maybe find something to make myself. Mm-hmm. And then I said, I'm going to do, I'm going to get in one, a business group over here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stay connected to this group. And I did that. And I said, then I may, and let me choose like a couple of things that I can attend. And that was it. I didn't do no more, no less, because I had to make a plan. Because I'm like, I'm not doing this. I still got to make time for rest, which means that I still got to make time for God. And I cannot be out here in these uh, virtual streets, (laughs) giving up all my time to it. So a lot of people did not rest, you know, you know, mentally or physically in that in the pandemic time. And so it was just it was it was truly a sight to see because with the pandemic, we had so so many other things going on. You know, we had the, uh, you know, elections coming up and then we had um social uh injustice you know we had all the social stuff coming up so it was a full state of unrest that people were in and people just went it was just we just went crazy just went wild everybody had something to say everybody had an opinion every everybody was attacking each other no rest no going to God. And during that whole year, all I kept hearing was God say, if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, that's all I kept hearing. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, in order to come to God for rest, you have to humble yourself. If my people will humble themselves and pray, you got to humble yourself to come to Jesus to find rest, which means that you got to know that he is the answer for everything. Amen. I don't care what else we think the answer could be. There could be a whole bunch of little answers, but Jesus is the beginning of it. He's the beginning of it and it's the end of it. You can do a whole bunch of little stuff in between, but he's the beginning and the end of all of our answers and that was the thing that many failed to seek in that time especially the early times in the pandemic i've got a couple of things that i want to touch on Mm -hmm. while we're talking about the pandemic and us needing to humble ourselves things are changing again the world is starting to open back up what do we need to look out for as we move ahead? I believe that we truly have to really, it's the same thing. We have to really know what the distractions are. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we live, we, we live, we have to remember that we are in this world, mm-hmm. but not of it. And I think that when we begin to truly understand that, we have to know 
that rest is not something that the world truly understands. And let me tell you, there are, there's a few people that's talking about rest. I even came up on a site, the other, uh, uh, an Instagram page the other day that, that talked about rest had a huge following, uh-huh. but it was not talking about spiritual rest. Okay. And it was, it, it, and I won't even say spiritual rest because I know spiritual can be, a, mean a whole lot of stuff. And then sometimes it don't even mean Jesus to, uh-huh. to some people, but they weren't talking about resting in Jesus. They weren't talking about soul rest. It was the, the carnal this carnal rest and just, you know, like taking a nap and stuff like that. And which is good because we, we need that physical rest. We need, we need for people to be advocating, like get rid of this grind and hustle culture. Uh (laughs) We need that because it is absolutely bananas. And so um, as, as we begin to go back, you know, we're going to be trying to play catch up again. Uh The enemy will always, it don't matter which way, he will always have us in a mind of playing catch up and a mind of trying to, 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 uh, to keep up in the lanes with everybody else, whether it's pivoting or trying to get back into the scene and get back the way, the way things is all catch up and trying to, you know, get ahead of the game. So we got to learn that it's not about getting ahead of the game. Bible says it ain't, ain't this race ain't about the, the swiftest one. That's right. I mean, cause you're not running in the race in our race. We're not running against anybody. And that's what we have to understand. We're not running against anybody. This is our own race. And however God wills for us to run it at whatever pace that is set, be okay with running because he gives all of us a measure of grace. And we don't all have the same measure of grace, but whatever we have is enough for everything that we need to do. So when we, so when we start to go back out here, and this was post pandemic. It ain't even post pandemic because right. like stuff picking up other places. As we begin to to go out, we have to, we truly have to uh, pull back and know that you know what, whatever God does have for me, it's gonna be okay. I'm okay with 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 running at this pace because if I try to move from under that, guess what? You ain't gonna be in the flow no more. You're gonna be you're gonna be out there in the back bending the hose pipe. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be somewhere bending the hose pipe. You ain't gonna be experiencing the right. flow because that's what I wanted to say. We're gonna get out there mm-hmm. and then we're gonna be one like, well, why things aren't moving? Like when we get out there and when we're trying to grind and hustle, we're mm-hmm. trying to grind and hustle to get to a place that we are not prepared for. We're trying to get to a place where God, a place that God is not even there yet. God is still back here with you and you're learning and you're processing and you're growing. That's where he is. He ain't up there with you in in, in the finished spot. But see, we're trying to run somewhere and we fail to recognize 
that when we're trying to rush so much, that we're trying to really rush someplace and maybe we don't have the provision yet and maybe things are not lining up because it is not time. So we don't have to go out there spending resources that we don't have. We don't have to go out there trying to bang our heads and everything. We don't have to try to go out there and push ourselves in front of celebrities and trying to push ourselves in front of important people, trying to push ourselves to be famous. God is going to make your name great. He said that your gift will make room for you. So why are you striving, trying to do all your stuff yourself and then we'll go and put God's name on so many things that he ain't ain't said not one thing we're out here trying to do stuff because if we really sit down and think about it if we really be honest with ourselves mm-hmm. we we want to be important we're not humble we're walking in we're walking in pride we want somebody to notice us. We want somebody to tell us how good we are. We want to seem like that we're needed and wanted by the people, by the audience. We want all of these things. And God is saying, sit yourself down somewhere. <laughs> sit down, humble yourself, and come to me and find rest for your soul because your desires, passions, all of this, you are out of control. Out of control. And that's where, and that's what we're we're seeing that people are are getting once again out of control. It was already out of control before the pandemic. Then and then uh, losing control, and now we're about to lose and out of it. And <laughs> all and we thinking that we are controlling something. Right, Delanda, you said so much, and I love how you talked about chasing the pivot mm-hmm. because I remember in March, March of 2020, boom, we had to come home. Mm-hmm work from home, school from home in order to to get control. And then it was just uncharted territory for a lot of people. And it's like everybody, everything just went full force online. And it did. I think by April, I was like, you know what? (laughs) Like you said, I don't want to Zoom anymore. I don't want a Microsoft Teams anymore. I just don't, just kind of don't want to see anybody anymore. Exactly. And with it happening at the same time for everybody. Mm -hmm. And this is one, this is one time where I think everybody, it's not just a generalization. It's everybody. Right. (laughs) It was was really everybody. It was just everybody. And um, it did. That made it hard. It Mm -hmm. made it hard. But chasing the pivot, Mm -hmm. you know, because everybody was trying to see, how can I still do what I need to do in the middle of this? But Mm -hmm. for it to happen just en masse, all at once, that was a lot. Mm -hmm. That was a lot. And I love, though, what you were saying about, um, you you talked about um, how we needed to manage it. Because I, too, kind of did the same thing, Delanda, when it came to social media mm-hmm. and just, you know, where where um, I had to I had to kind of go through my groups list and, you know, and see, OK, who do I really need, you know, to hear from? Right. What am I really contributing to? You you're know, right. and you're right. It was for, you know, for our own sanity, for, your own <laughs> for sanity. our own sanity. And who thought, whoever thought that we would be using Zoom 
this much. Right. Uh, there are so many like things like Zoom that are out there, like the go-to meeting and Uber. I mean, it's 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 a whole bunch of stuff, but you know, everybody knows Zoom. And mm-hmm. I remember when I first was introduced to Zoom yeah. with somebody and I was like, ah, oh, I could take it or leave it. And this was like, like five years ago or something yeah. that I was mm-hmm. introduced to Zoom. And I was like, ah, oh, they were in a beta phase and, you know, we're only letting a few people in. And so who knew that it would take over mm-hmm. like this and be a mm-hmm. uh, uh, a main form of communication? Yeah, yeah. Well, I would be curious to know mm-hmm. um, as we start to take a little bit of a turn, Delonda, what makes it hard for us to rest? You know, it's hard because if we, like I said, if we are honest with ourselves, we don't want to depend on God. We want to be in control. And we want to be able to know the output, the outcome, what we, we want to know that what we put out, we're going to get this particular outcome. That is control. And so we strive and strive because we know, we have been taught that if we hustle, grind, repeat, or wake, sleep, eat, hustle, grind, repeat, whatever the the things are, that if we do that, then we have a sure outcome. And so that is why our flesh loves lists. It loves lists. It loves formulas because the list and the formula would tell me I mean, even when you get into like a lot of marketing stuff, they'll tell you when you write your, when you do your post, make sure you use bullet points and lists because people like lists and stuff. Uh We like that because, oh, I can check off a list. If I check off a list, I got it. If I do this formula, I got it. But now you're talking about I got to trust God. I don't know whether I got it or not. I don't know what God is doing. We can't go checking up on God. And because we can't go check up on God, he becomes the last resort. We can't, we can't rest in that. We can't put all of our eggs over here in this basket. And I'm going to tell you, mm-hmm. there is something that we have used that is so wrong. Even um, we were told this by uh, a pastor in, in Alabama before we left. And he was so sincere, very powerful preacher, but we get things wrong. And basically, one of the things he told me and my husband, he said, whatever you do, he said, I want you to uh, to pray, like if it all depends on you. No, no, pray as if it all depends on God and work as if it all depends on you. Well, that's a contradiction. You know, it sounds powerful at first. Yes. Pray if it it all depends on God and work as if it all depends on me. I'm telling you, it wasn't, that was like, what, 18 years, 18, 19 years ago? It wasn't until about five years ago that I was going along, doing my regular, whatever, daily routine and stuff, and God brought that quote to me he said 
That is not rest. That is not trust. He was like, because if you're going to trust me, why are you going to throw yourself into grinding as if I'm done? You, you working as if it, if, if I'm not going to do it at all. Mm. So we have to be careful of the things that we go quote and the things that are cliche and things that, that sound good. Because that is one thing I am. I am serious about the word of God. And Mm -hmm. I don't care if it sounds good and it tickles your ears. If it is not God, it's just not God. And don't be upset with me (laughs) because it it is not his word. And so we have to stay away from those things. And, And I remember I was trying to rest in God, trust God for something. And I was journaling. I get a lot of stuff out through journaling. I love that. And uh, I remember just writing out and I was like, Lord, I don't understand why he won't do this. You know, this is why I want a job. And I couldn't even stop myself from writing it, but I couldn't do that, but keep writing it because the truth was just coming out just as quick as I was writing it. I was like, Lord, I want a job. So I won't have to depend on you and wait on you. And I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. <laughs> and God was just like, mm hmm, mm hmm. Wow. And, but I had to be honest that me resting in God, me coming to God because my soul needed rest, it is required because the truth comes out. Your mess comes out so that God's grace can come in. And he is so gentle with us. He didn't have to say that. He didn't have to say, I told you so. You know, he didn't really say nothing. I was just like, oh, oh, I really don't trust you, huh? Like, I want to get this. This is why you haven't given this to me. Because Mm -hmm. I really had to say it out loud, say Mm. it in my journal, that I don't want to wait on you. I don't want to trust you for this. I want to be able to get it on my own. But if I get it on my own in my own time and with my own striving, then I may not have it in a time that I need it. I'm going to have it before time. And his anointing and grace ain't going to be on it because he ain't there. I may have people show up. I may have people telling me how wonderful I am, but he ain't there. He, he ain't he ain't nowhere to be found. <laughs> and so that is why we don't trust and we can't and when we can't see it, we are we have to come from this this world of seeing stuff with our eyes. Even though the word tells us that, that he don't look on the outside, that you know it's not about that. We have to see with our spiritual eyes. We are constantly always looking in the natural. And so being that we can't see with our eyes, we just, we just can't see us. How on earth are you going to tell me that by being still, God is going to do something? How are you going to tell me that by just letting go, that God is going to work it out? Because 
it ain't being worked out now and everything is in chaos. And you telling me that if I go over here and just focus on God, put my eye, set my eyes on Jesus and trust him that it's all going to be working out without me getting my hands in it, without me putting my hands on it, without me trying to fix everything and fix everybody, without me trying to stay in control and make sure everybody do something and, and without me looking over God's shoulder all the time what what are you talking about that doesn't make sense to me but it's not supposed to make sense to you like what do you mean be still and no be still be still while i got a to-do list be still (laughs) be still you know you see how much work i gotta do you to my be still but i'm telling you I am a living testimony mm-hmm. <laughs> that we can be still, we can come and rest in God. And it doesn't mean that we're being lazy. It doesn't mean that things are getting done, but I'm telling you, there is more productivity that comes from launching from a place of rest than me just sitting here twirling myself around in the desk, wondering what I'm going to do for hours on hours when I could have spent even half of those hours being in God's presence. And I could have come out, and got five things done in an hour. And on a regular day, it would have took me five hours to get five things done. Right. So it pays to have a time when we are just in God's presence. It pays to do that. Yes. That's because God is who helps us to do what we need to do. And like you said, and and it doesn't take long. Mm -mm. (laughs) It doesn't take long. We always trying to do this balancing. Should I spend time with God or should I just get straight into work? Um, He should be first in your day. So I think it's best that you spend time with him. Maybe he going to give you a different perspective for your day that you hadn't seen. Maybe he's going to give you a verse. You're going to, you may read a verse that is going to be the exact verse that you're going to need for a situation that arises as soon as you get up out of prayer. You don't, you don't, you don't know. That's why we have to really truly make him a priority and make resting coming to him a priority in our lives. And we don't, you know, we don't realize that it is, um, I think it's truly a life or death situation. I understand what you're saying mm-hmm. because because we what life do we have if we're not making God the priority? It's yes. like we're keeping ourselves on that hamster wheel. So Delanda, the resting place. This is mm-hmm. why you are the queen of rest. Share with me about the resting place. Yes, the resting place is is the dream. <laughs> the resting place uh, is truly, of course, is online. But the true vision of the resting place is a physical retreat center where all can come, men and women, and get rest. You know, we plan on having a, a boutique there and just rooms. You know, I know you can go to like a a hotel room, but you can't just go to a hotel room mm-hmm. and stay for a couple of hours unless you pay for the whole night. But we plan on having a space where, yes, you can come and do retreats and stuff. But also, what about that weary mom that just needs like, hey, I need to just go somewhere for a few hours. She doesn't have to go to the coffee shop. She can come to the resting place. And and check in for an hour or two. Amen. 
Um, and so it's it's just uh, a vision, and it's like it's oh my goodness. Sometimes I can taste it, and I'm like, why isn't it here? <laughs> why isn't it here yet, God? So, um, so yes, I am excited to be uh, chugging away at that even more um in the new year my my husband and I we have talked about some plans to truly make that a reality even if it's on like a very small scale you know because you have to start from somewhere that's right so yes it's just a place where all can come for um for encouragement support and rest just uh that a retreat center for all so that when they I want when they come in that they just I want them to fall out <laughs> I, I want them to experience God's presence as soon as they walk in whether saved or unsaved I want them to know if they unsaved I want them to know this is this is it yeah there there is spot. some there is something different here amen well, I know growing up, I went to um, the schools that I went to, you know, I think it was probably in the eighth grade. Um, mm-hmm. We had an eighth grade retreat and just, you know, and then, um, you know, and then just some other organizations that I've been a part mm-hmm. of. But you're right. You know, and it was usually, you know, in a place it'd be about a 30, 40 minute drive somewhere mm-hmm lots of land mm-hmm. and like you said you know maybe a little hostel or just a humble room right um you know we would stay in and they would give us time you know some questions to think about and right not a real loaded um agenda like you were talking about earlier right. and that's a retreat not yeah. a conference <laughs> not a convention right you know not a service but it's it serves a different purpose i remember like one one time when uh one of the ladies got to the retreat and she looked at the the itinerary and so i'm always waiting because like uh our itinerary is what my husband says he said this is your your secret sauce which is why like the the virtual retreats have been a little bit different well of course way different from our retreats in person mm-hmm. um however my husband we never put our virtual, uh, we never put our retreat schedule, the ones that are in person, we mm-hmm. never put them online. Like we always like when they say, well, what is, I'm like, we'll send it to you and we'll send it to you closer to the retreat. But we give them the times that, you know, those, those general things, because it was like our secret sauce, like this is how we do it. And I, girl, she came and she looked at that thing and she looked at me and she kept looking at me. And I was like, when is she going to come? When is she going to come and ask? And she was like, uh, Miss Delonda, <laughs> <laughs> um, what are we supposed to be doing with all of this? <laughs> I said, honey, you do whatever you want to do. You can go and sit on the porch and rock all day long. You can go take a nap. You can go and read a book. You can go and have a conversation with one of the other ladies and laugh and cry. You could just sit here and do nothing. Do a crossword puzzle. Take a nap. Honey, I don't care. Do what do what you do. This is not. And, and she was like, okay, okay. 
And a lot of people don't know how to take that, which is why I always say, hey, if you trying to come here and thinking that you're going to be doing 5 million things and you want to do 5 million things, please stay home because this is not the retreat for you. Like if you're not going to understand and if you're not going to be, you know, kind of like, okay, let's try it. Let's try this. Let's try rest. If you're not going to be, you know, open to the rest thing, then just, it's okay. It's okay. But this is, this is what it is. And so, um, you know, I remember one time on a survey, uh, I think, uh, wherever we went, they, the food was so delicious. It was actually in North Carolina. We went to the one in North Carolina and the food was delicious. And the, one of the cooks did a juicing demonstration for us. And on one of the surveys, it's like, we need to have more programs like the juicing programs at the rest retreat, you know, more programs and activities and things to do. And I'm like, and I just smiled and I was like, well, you know, she probably won't come to another because we're not doing all of that. <laughs> I love it. We come here and resting. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's something new for the women to get because we are so used to filling up every waking moment of our time with something and when it's not filled up, we do not know what to do with ourselves. Yeah. And to be honest, some women have said that they don't like not doing something because it leaves them alone with their thoughts. We mm. can't be like that. If mm-hmm. you can't be left alone with your thoughts, your soul truly needs rest. You know, we've have gotten into that thing where we're just going, going, and every moment is filled. No, you need to experience what it's like. Just let go. And just be, it's okay not to do nothing. It's okay just to sit on the porch and rock. You know, we really feel we have made doing our identity. And the doing, you know, if we got a full day of doing in, we think we've we've accomplished something. We didn't leave one day without something to do. That's just amazing. And that's going to bless so many women. Your ministry is flourishing somebody might be listening and thinking, you know, well, this sounds like she's doing a lot. But I think the key is what you've been talking about earlier. We want to be led by God. Yes. You know, we want for the promptings to be from the Lord. And it is yes. so evident in what you do because yeah. you could tell he has just lavished his grace and his love and Amen. his presence upon what you're doing. And so when we plan things, you know, we are people, we have flesh and blood, but when we do things and our soul is anxious, that's yes. not, that's not what God wants for Mm-mm. us. He wants for us to be led by him and we're able right. to execute and do things, you know, because of him and not because we're driven, you know, driven by, you know, our circumstances. And that that's, that's the beauty of what you do. And I'm so just so appreciative of your ministry. And I can certainly stand to be a stronger partaker, you know, because <laughs> it's like, I do, you know, I'm like, God, I, I, I still hit spots where I'm just like, mm-hmm. I just need to stop. You know, yeah. I just need to slow down mm-hmm. because this is going to overtake me. This has been such a rich, rich blessing and we can find you at resting.co. Is that right? No, the resting place. 
TheRestingPlace.co. Not com, not, not dot com, TheRestingPlace.co. All <laughs> right. Well, I will certainly have a link in the show notes to where people can find you. Thank you for your generosity as well. So anyone who is listening to the podcast, if you go to TheRestingPlace.co and visit mm-hmm. the boutique, mm-hmm. and it's called The Rest Shop Boutique, And if you order a journal and in the notes section, you put the word, you type the word rooted, um, you'll get a nice little free gift. So we thank you for your generosity, Delanda, in offering that um, to rooted and overflowing listeners. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to the next time. Amen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rooted and Overflowing. To listen on your favorite app, visit rootedandoverflowing.com. When you're there, you can also click the About tab and gain access to resources that are designed to inspire you in your walk with Christ. When you rate and review the show on your favorite app, it helps me to make sure I'm sharing information that's helpful. So let me know how I'm doing and invite a friend to listen. Until next time, stay rooted in Christ and overflow with gratitude.